Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is entitled A Time to Harvest. It was written by Brian Sammons, Charles P. Ziglanis, Glenn Owen Barras, and Mike Mason, and it's available on the Chaosium website. Jeff Wilkins is our game master, and this is Chapter 4, Episode 6. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Jeff? Thanks, Tom. So what did we do last week? We pretty much... We, we climbed a cliff to see if we could find an entrance, and then we walked along the river and found a, an underwater tunnel. Yep. You did see some sort of a cave entrance when you did climb up. You just didn't necessarily get to it. Um, it was like, you know, a little bit higher up than what you realized and the, the thinking was, you know, it was just Tug and Danny and, you know, did, did you, two of you want to go in there alone? And so you basically just like recon, you checked it out, you know, it's there. And then you came back out. Yeah. It was too high up, too dangerous. We'd have to, we need to go back and get some mountain climbing gear if we want to go in that way. And then, and then we pretty much ended it where you guys had uh, fanned out a little bit more on the ground. And then that's when Jerry rolled an 01 and found a entrance possible in uh, under the stream, under the, the water in the stream. Um, and right. you were able to think up a way where you chopped off a branch and stuck it down in the water. And you were able to tell that the water seemed to be going into the cave or in, in towards the mountain. Right. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't flowing out. And then I think that's where we ended it, right? That's correct. Right, right there. Do you guys want to pick up right there or do you want to jump to wherever? Or where, what do you guys want to do? We, we determined that there was water flowing into the tunnel. Mm -hmm. Which I think is extremely dangerous because it would mean that the water was going downhill in that direction. Um, well, the only thing I can think of, if we have a piece of rope, one of us could check and see if there's an air pocket on the other side. Do you is anyone a good swimmer? I am. Uh, I have I am. some. Uh, I have some diving experience, uh, though uh, obviously not in a gear. I'd be keen to uh, to try it if uh, you all think you can pull me back up if it goes too deep. Who's lighter, Jerry or me? Who's bigger? Um, <laughs> What's, what's your well, Tug, I'm uh, complimented my presence is such that uh, you could consider asking that question, but uh, I think there's no question of our relative size. There is. I, I would just want to know how big you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm size, size 50, but only strength 40. So, so you're smaller and you're yeah. um, I'm a lot stronger. Can yeah, I would, I'm sure you're more built. I'm, I'm sure Tug, Tug is more built than Jerry. 
Well, let, let me do it. I can hold my breath for quite a bit. Oh, that surprises but, me that you can swim. I thought I thought sailors and rowers didn't learn to swim. There was um, superstition against that. Not really a sailor. I'm just. A... <laughs> well, hopefully you remain in the in the boat more often than not. I, I'm going to be. I'll be cautious about it, but. What should we do? Tie it around my ankle or tie it around my waist? Do we oh, have a rope? Tie, tie it around your waist. That, that's, that's the accepted. Why are you wanting to go, uh, Tug? We, uh, I just want to see if there's an air pocket on the other side. Oh, no, I know why someone should go, but you're, you're surely heavier. Are you... Uh, I'm stronger. Well, that is for certain. I can fight against the current better. That looks like uh, an underwater cavern behind you, Tug. I think you're in the right place. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm already there. <laughs> um, well, Tug, I'll grant you most of my uh, diving has been with uh, more equipment than a rope. So, uh, well, your boldness uh, is a credit to your... Uh, so this Rowan's whole thing, skill as well. This whole thing is if we've got rope. So if we've got rope with us, then I'll uh, I'll strip down to my skivvies and tie the rope around my waist and dive in. Well, I haven't gotten a rope. Do we have any rope? Why did we come here? Well, we were climbing. We would have probably used the rope on climbing, wouldn't we? Yeah, but we didn't we, we didn't have any when we were climbing. In terms of for climbing anyway. <laughs> what about the lead? Yeah. The um, dog's lead. We could it's it's six feet long though. I don't think it I don't really think long. it would be long enough. Hmm. Uh do uh whoever's feeling lucky do a luck roll. Well, I know I'm feeling lucky, but I also know I didn't bring it, so <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Hold on, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Um, I've got six. Oh, good. Out of whatever my luck is. That's um, 180 feet of rope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so let's do this. You check the back of the car trunk, and it just happens to be just sitting there, just waiting. Oh, hang on. What's this tied around the, the dog <laughs> in the manner of a jacket? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, was that in case you wanted to let him range a bit farther? <laughs> so the water... Go ahead. After your, our climb up the mountain, Danny gives you a, a firm handshake and says, good luck, friends. <laughs> let me just unweave my, my curious and unwieldy hat. If I... <laughs> keep, keep some tension on the rope, but don't pull on it. And if I yank on it a couple times, then pull me. Otherwise, I'll just, I'll just swim okay, back. Okay, yes, if you get into trouble, give it a couple of yanks. Um, and, um, on the other end? I think we all are. Yeah. And tug, if you don't tug on the rope, but don't come back for how long do you want us to uh, pull you back anyway? I can probably hold my breath for a good four minutes. All right, so uh, 
shy of five minutes, we'll pull you I, back. I don't want to die, so I'm not going to, if I feel at all panicked, I'm coming right back. All right. Well, that does your, your desire to uh, remain living, does your confidence even more, grab it, Tug. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, how deep is the water where the cave is? It's not really that deep. It's maybe, it's kind of like a pool almost, you know. So maybe 10 feet deep? Yeah, maybe 10, 7 to 10. Okay. So what you I'm going to do, is I'm going to attempt to dive uh, just off the shoreline, you know, that way, towards okay. the hole. And hopefully I can go right into the hole and up again. Is, um, is it quite clear water? Will, will, will we be able to see him when he goes on? I think it's reasonably, yeah. And it's also going to be really damn cold. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Racing. Right. Um, so, swim roll? Is everybody on the... So you've got the mountains here. You've got the creek here. You know, the, the tunnel, the cave, right. whatever is here. Is everybody on the mountain side of the river or are you guys on this side of the river with the rope? I think they should be on that side of the river. Yeah. This side? With, with the mountain? No. The, oh. the mountain side. So it's kind of like right below you, in other words. I'm thinking they should be across the river so that they can cross out. Yes, I think we, we'd be on the bank. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And, and and I don't think um, I, I mean I don't know if there's anything to tie the rope to, but I don't think we should tie the rope to anything in case he goes further than we thought and finds an air pocket and can't get into it. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna roll. Swim. Uh, tug. Wait. If we're about to pull you back, and uh, you don't want us to pull you back, uh, we'll tug a couple of times first. If you tug back. We'll leave you in case you found an air pocket or gone further than planned. All right, but after four minutes, pull me back no matter what. <laughs> well, never mind then. I'm glad we've got that cleared up. Okay, well, wait, wait just a second. Wait for my my watch to um to get to get to to twelve. Ready, steady, go. I don't. Oh four. So that's on swim. Okay. Which is actually a critical. Wait, that's spot hidden. Swim. Yeah, 12 is a critical. So I got four. Okay. So I go right right into it. But I'm going to put my hands on the edge so that I don't get sucked in. Um, I imagine it's pitch black. Yes. So say that again. What? Because uh, the current's flowing in. So right. So I'm going down, but I'm going to put my hands on the edge of the cave. Okay. So that I can drift in a little bit and see if there's if I see anything up here. Uh, I'm going to have to go in and go up to see if I touch the roof. Okay. Um, holding my breath. Yep. To see if I come out somewhere or if I'm still underwater. I'm trying to think how we can do this with some dice. If, you, if, if anybody has ideas, because that you know dexterity, um, maybe maybe right. a constitution roll for the breath holding. Okay, I like that idea. Okay. Um, so let me just uh, so you just rolled right, Tom. Yeah, nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, good. 
All right. So the first moment you dive into the water, the cold water shocks you, right? right. You know, you're kind of embracing for it, but it's still like colder than what you thought. Sure. You dove in, it's this cold, but you keep going. The, the momentum of your dive pulls you in. You get to the entrance and you feel the current starting to pull you in. Like you said, you're sort of grabbing the, uh, the sides or the roof, whatever you can kind of manage. Um, and the current is not particularly strong, although it's certainly noticeable, right? It's, not, it's like you're glad you had the rope idea. If you didn't have the rope, there, things would be very dicey here. So now what I want to try to get a sense of when you first sort of enter um, now the rest of you, I'm not going to make you take your headphones or anything, but the rest of you, right, you just see the rope unwinding, right? So it's just a matter, you know, his feet disappear into the, the cave cavern. And now it's like you guys are just left with tension, right? It's, it's what, 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 waiting for that tug that hopefully never comes. Um, tug, when you get under that first entrance, uh, like you said, it's pretty much pitch black. It's really dark down here. So I'm swimming with my hands this way. I don't want to hit anything. You know. So would that be fair to say? Are you swimming like cautiously? Yes. Meaning, and so I'm, I'm trying right. to keep a hold of something, a rock or something on the on the wall. Okay. Um, I'm testing for the scene. Obviously, the, if there's air, it's going to be up here. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm looking for. If I go up and I'm just feeling rough and nothing else, mm -hmm. then I'll, I'll give it a minute and see if I can find anything, and then I'm going to try to go back. Okay. All right, so that first maybe 10 feet or so, you're going along the roof, and it's if you're feeling stone pretty much right up there. Okay. You can Every now and then, you can kind of catch a glimmer. You know how when the air pockets form, it kind of like shimmers like a mirror? Yeah. So right. you're kind of seeing little air pockets or bubbles okay. occasionally. Um, and then at some point you have to decide, are we going to keep going further in or? I, I'm, I, I'd say I only go in maybe 15 feet before I start to get, if I don't find anything, I'm going to start freaking out and going back. Okay. All right, so that's that's now. Fair. If I turn around, I should be able to see the light from the the cave entrance. Either. Yes, you, it's definitely there, although it is still dark. Right, it's it's just a a glow, similar to your background image, where it's right. you're getting that glow, but you can't necessarily make out any details. Or, um, and of course, the further you go in, the darker that glow. Yes, right. Um. So I guess it's safe to say, judging from the way you're sort of describing it, you're, you're being cautious about this, right? You're not Ex being like, extremely right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you've got a good sense, you know, your air is lasting. Um, you're getting to the point where you're starting to get nervous. You're starting to like, there, there's nothing obviously jumping out at you as far as air pockets or another room or what have you. Um, you're just about ready to turn around and head back. And in the underwater, you can hear 
maybe it sounds like rushing water. Okay. You're in water, right? And so it's almost, I, I, I can, uh, I'm not sure if I'm describing it right, but you hear something underwater that sounds like rushing water. Okay. Okay. So you never actually see anything. Okay. You hear something. Um, okay. My re what, I, what I think that is, I am going to immediately turn around and start back and maybe yank on the rope. Mm, okay. So that they pull. Okay. And now I'm just making sure I'm not hitting my head on anything as I'm being pulled back. If they're okay. pulled. Okay. If he tugs, we pull. Or at least Jerry does. Although I'm remembering you. So when he tugs, you guys are supposed to tug back? No, well, that was not what I suggested. Oh, okay. I suggested that, yeah. yeah. There was no question that if he tugs, we pull back. I just remember that as you were describing that, I'm imagining Tug's intelligence level and my intelligence level, and I was getting confused. So I'm wondering now if, like, the three of you are tugging, and Tug's tugging, and then you tug back, and then Tug tugs back, like, more urgently. And, um, well, my, my tugging would be, I'll, I'll pull the rope <laughs> I'm going towards. <laughs> so after that little bit of, you managed to safely pull yourself up and out. Okay, so I, I, I hit the surface. Yep. Uh, how long was it before he tugged on the rope? I'll say it was at least a minute, maybe two, kind of. Because you were playing it safe, right, Tug? Is that fair to say? Right, right. Well, you must what? have found something. Uh, so I'm, I'm swimming over to the edge, and I'm, I've got to get out because uh, it's cold. Give me a second. <laughs> I, uh, I could have died. <laughs> well, I, I didn't happened? find. I didn't really find anything, except that I could hear rushing water. So what I'm thinking is, is that that right on the other side of that hole, there's a pool. So I was in the pool, but somewhere in the end of that pool was water rushing out of it because the water is rushing out of it at some point and if i'd have gotten in that current i'd have been sucked probably right out of your hands so i couldn't see anything it was pitch black but uh that's what i could feel so i didn't feel any air pockets i don't know that that might not be a safe way to go at all could it have been a waterfall it could have been but it could have been i was at the top of the waterfall and about Sam? shot out into God knows where. So I turned to Sam. He's with us, right? Mm -hmm. Sam, how how quickly uh, do you think our employer could uh, get some diving gear out here? Yeah, uh, Sam's been thinking about that. Um, you guys mentioned the, the airplane idea. So he's been trying to think as to what's the best way to get in touch with Avalard back at headquarters. Um, and really the only, there's two options that he came up with. One is simply just write a letter, just drop it in the post and hopefully it gets there in a couple of days. Um, being a small town, I would have to go through a series of, you know, small towns as it's the next bigger town and so forth. Um, the only other, maybe you would gain a little extra time as if you like actually hired somebody 
to either drive directly to Detroit or drive to one of the bigger cities? It would be much, uh, it would be much faster to uh, drive back to Miskatonic. I have, it's nothing fancy, certainly nothing, uh, nothing like this, uh, this newest, uh, newest invention, but I have uh, a few things of my own. If I yeah, can get, uh, get back to the campus. You know, I just realized too, uh, I, I wasn't even thinking about this, but there's probably a phone in Cobb's corner. Somebody's got to have a phone somewhere. Yeah. Well, well, the only, uh, the only issue with that is uh, whether or not it would be a private conversation. That's true. That's true. So how about this? How about um, when, uh, when we determine uh, we have the time, which uh, I would uh, recommend should be soon since who knows whether we've somehow been observed finding this place. Uh, I go back to uh, the university, get what I have, and if we need something more advanced, then maybe take the risk of using the phone. Well, I, I, I think mine was a reconnaissance submission to see if it goes anywhere. I'm not sure that it does. It goes deeper into the mountain as a river, an underground, underwater river. It's, it's a death trap, even if you've got the equipment. If you get caught in that that waterfall current, you're you're doomed. But then, isn't this the mountain that those diaries said? Well, maybe they... there's another entrance. We've mm. we've only well, been at least we long. know we found some some place, some act point of access. You're right. Maybe there's another uh, access near here that is uh, less hazardous. Well, we think there's one up high, but. We just didn't have the equipment for that. We can get mountaineering gear quicker than we could get diving gear. I'm just wondering uh, which uh, entrance is most uh, closely watched by uh, whatever's in there. I doubt that they, I doubt, I, I'm not sure this is a way in, but if it is, it's not a very practical one for those things unless they can breathe underwater. Well, we don't know if they need to breathe at all, but we certainly yeah. haven't seen any swimming, and we have seen them flying. Yeah, so, so that would be likely the flying one up there. The flying. Entrance. Well, that was uh, that was part of why this seems so appealing. That and uh, when I saw it, I just wait a second. Had the sense a of fortune. Wait a second. We're here because somebody kept talking about caves, right? that there were caves in this hill? Well, somehow I don't think they were talking about this one or that one. There must be some other caves in this hill. Must be caves that people, that people go into or can go into. Say that again, Jasper. There, there must be caves that people routinely encounter without right. dive into uh, rivers or climb massive cliffs. Unless they just see them from a distance, which which could be why the folklore sprung up around them. Maybe. Maybe we should take a hike over in that direction and then turn around and look and see if we can see any holes in the in the mountain that we don't know that we didn't see. Let's go. Now that we've found this, I'm uh, not that eager to uh, just uh, head back into town and talk to farmers. Well, let me put my clothes back on. So I try to shake off most of the water. And... Okay. 
So say that again. So you're basically going to now fan out again and start looking back along the mountains? We're going to, yeah, I think we're going to walk away from the mountain and then turn around and look back. Let's see if we see try, try and find some, some sort of good vantage point if we can. Um, I think the downside to this idea is that you're, you're in a wooded area. So the further back you go away, the deeper into the woods to block your vision of the mountains. Hmm. Well, it would have to be if they saw caves... I don't know. Maybe we can go bribe somebody in town to bring us to where these caves are. That they've uh, they say that they've gone into caves or even seen caves or just that according to the accounts, there are things in caves. That is a significant difference. I don't know. Seems like if, if they talk about caves that people have seen caves, it would make more sense. But was it not in those memoirs? Go ahead. I think I think there was was a reference to that, Jeff, in the memoirs, the books of the kind of uh, old relatives. Giving that right now, actually. So if you guys want to, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think. What if this is all just a wild goose chase? Uh, you know, I've got, you know, if you you look at the thing that we saw at the top, tug the the kind of crevice that could potentially lead into a cave. We've got this entryway, which could just be water, you know, erosion, but it's too coincidental. I think there's something here. Well, maybe. A cave in a, in a mountain isn't that coincidental. It's like extremely common, but did anybody see which direction the, the bugs were flying when they left? Which which no. way did they go? If they're like bees, they would have gone right back to the hive. They wouldn't have gone off in an angle and then gone back to the hive. That could tell us at least the direction. I imagine this is the direction that they were heading. So maybe somewhere else. I just skimmed the letter. There's no mention of caves. So why do we think there are caves? Is there something else? Is there an old mine or a, a a quarry or a? You may have picked it up from the other people in town talking about it. It has been about two weeks since you were last talking to people, so somebody may have mentioned it somewhere, but it was not didn't, in that letter. Didn't uh, now wasn't the uh, spec the uh, the one that was recovered? Wasn't it? Uh, near some kind of cave system or perhaps Mr. Abelard's own account involved being near to uh, mountainous caves? Well, that was in the Himalayas. Is that the one you're talking about? Yes. Uh, I thought maybe we uh, were expecting caves because uh, the other accounts featured caves. I don't particularly recall Townsfeeble specifying caves. Okay. I think that the I, the the thing had said that they were they were mining stuff or they were after something in the mountains. Yeah, I, th I think without getting too tied down here, it's certainly reasonable that you can you would assume there are some sort of cave system. Right. 
right? These, these are creatures that are known to live, like, he, like you said, he captured those first creatures in a cave. Um, they're, uh, well, let's just leave it at that. Uh, well, the cliff is where the bottom line, somebody suggested caves and it seems logical. Okay. We also found the body had been found at the bottom of the cliffs, so right. We assume that it fell or it it. Geez, he could have just been climbing up there. Yep. Uh, okay. Jeff, while we're all talking about this, uh, I'm feeling a little paranoid that we're standing around this place that may or may not be of significance. Just talking, looking like we have found something. Uh, mm -hmm. I just take a quick look around, like, like maybe listen spotted and I just wonder if maybe there's anything paying attention to us that I could pick up on. Uh, spot hidden. And are we then heading back uh, into town to do some more investigation? Apparently not. Okay. Are we going to go back into town to do more investigation and ask some questions? Yeah, I'll, I'll leave it up to you guys. I'll just say this, uh, I guess just to wrap things up here. We'll say that you spend another half hour, 45 minutes uh, spreading out, trying to look for other openings, and nothing really comes of your labor. So, okay. Am I confident that I'd be able to find this place again? Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know where the mound is. You've been here a couple times now. Yeah. Do we have that other, is it the farmer to visit? What is yeah, that guy's name? Uh, Kuzra, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Alexander Kuzra. Alexander. Yeah. Do? Alexander? I don't know why it's spelled that way. Whatever. All right. Okay. So, do you guys want to grab lunch first? Or are you just going to head talk to him? Or? Did we bring a pack of lunches with us? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. eat in the truck. Okay. Yeah. Or... All right. Um, so I'll say that the Miss um, Cratchit gave you rough directions to this farmer's house. Uh, you know, go down to the split in the road, turn left at the old oak tree, and rough directions. But you pretty much are able to find it from. You know, if you drove back to her house, you could find, follow her directions to get to the house. Um, and it's really not that far. It's not that far away from where you guys are right now. Uh, maybe a couple miles, three or four miles. Um, you get to a long dirt road that she described. There's a little old rusty mailbox on the road side there, and it's got his last name on it, so you know you're at the right place. You're going to... What do you want to do? You want to drive down the dirt road, the driveway? It's pretty long. Well, this guy didn't seem very sinister. I don't know why not. Okay. All right. So you start driving down the dirt the road. At this point, we'll just say 1.30 in the afternoon by the time you ate and got cleaned up. and So sun's out. It's a nice day. Um, you're heading down the, the road. The dust's getting kicked up by the car or the truck. And you get to the house, uh, it's a little bit run down. It's not, it's not all that fancy, certainly at all. It's basically a, a working farmer's house. There's a barn back just behind it. Um, a few chickens running around loose. 
the yard, or I guess the side yard, has like a split rail fence around it. Uh, it looks like there's probably cows in the pasture, uh, but there's no sign of Mr. Kuzra. Is there a vehicle of any kind, did you say? Um, yeah, there's probably an old pickup truck parked on the side of the, the house. You just listen to see if we hear any activity. Uh, no activity. Nothing. Seems pretty quiet. Well, why, why don't we just go and knock on the door? Yeah. I mean... um, you're getting out of the truck. Danny, do a spot hidden. Pass. This is, this is not really uh, anything that's necessarily hidden. I just wanted to see how soon you noticed it. You guys are getting out of the car, you're stretching, you know, had a um, exhaustive morning of climbing and swimming. Um, and Danny kind of like glance up at the house and right on the front door, big as anything, big two feet maybe, what width, three feet tall maybe, Big wooden cross nailed on to the door. Oh. Kind of almost like a statement, like a church would have a cross outside, like that kind of thing? Certainly or... a statement. Certainly, you know, this is not just a little decoration that somebody is oh. like, it's like, you know, this is big. This is unmistakable. This is like, in your face almost. Like he's afraid of vampires or something. Or bat people. Okay, you're approaching the door to knock, right, Tug? Yeah. Uh, as you come up onto the porch there, a little rickety wooden porch, uh, certainly not that big. There's something else you notice. There's, well, there's two things actually. The first thing is when you get to the, st the steps to go up, from the roof of the uh, porch, hanging down from the rafters are these strings and small pieces of rope, and they're all tied, all these little knots tied up on the strings. Just little knots? Little knots of the other? Going down, yep. Um, the other thing you notice, and again, not, like this is not hidden, this is not like you need a spot hidden, but you notice in the windows, in the windows all along the first floor, there are uh, little purple flowers in like a small glass of water. Okay. I, I, I know what this is, uh, but do I know what this is? Um, you would definitely need folklore and or occult. It's pretty common you, folklore. You point it out to, do you point it out to, to us, Doug, since he said you're the well, only yeah. one who sees it? I got a, I got a nine. I'm like, I point at the little ropes with the strings and I poke at the I say, he's afraid of vampires. Ah, does he think they'll have to stop and untie it? No, well, yes, possibly, or at least count all of the knots. And I believe that's Wolfbane. Well, if that's true, Tug, maybe we should approach him a bit different than some of the people in 
approach the kind of supernatural creatures. Well, yeah, possibly. Of course, he's not going to think we're vampires because we're here on the porch. And they do like. I knock on the door. Okay. Hello. Uh, same old. Just checking in, Jasper. You got Rex nearby. Yes, I was just. I was just about to say. I, I hope he doesn't dislike dogs. Okay. I think dogs traditionally absolutely hate vampires. So. Is that true? I don't, I don't know. And Lug says yes. Well, maybe <laughs> white dogs. But then Lug hates everything. Horses, horses, horses hate vampires too. But no, there's but so no much hatred in the world, isn't there? Why can't we all just live peacefully together? Yeah, humans, vampires, and horses side by side. So I knock on the door again, second time. Yeah. Um, hello, Mr. Kozra. At this point, you hear some sort of movement from inside the house, mm -hmm. and you hear, it sounds kind of nasty, you hear what sounds like this old man is coughing up a lung. I'm going to try the door. Is it open? Um, sure, yeah. All right, I'm going to open it up. Mr. Kozer, are you okay? You don't see him. But he heard you, and he yells back, "Who is that? Get off my property!" It's okay. We're 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 not dangerous. We're we're students from Miskatonic University. Uh, you can Says rest assured. Every burglar ever. Yeah, you can rest assured we're not uh, vampires. Tell <laughs> okay. we're investigating the vampires. <laughs> Say, I say, my name is uh, Tug Thompson. He uh, he comes around the corner and he's got a um, cigarette dangling out of his mouth, and uh, he looks he looks older than he is. Although you, technically you wouldn't know that, but yeah. Um, typical farmer attire. kind of got the blue jean overalls with the suspenders and the. He's got a flannel shirt on. It's starting to get cooler in the, the September days. Comes around. He's he's grizzled looking. He's kind of got he's got dark hair, frizzy and unkempt. And he's just kind of looking at you like he's, he's got a little bit of a a wild look in his eye. Okay. Does he look like a werewolf? <laughs> no, not really. Well, then we're fine because it's not a full moon. So. His eyebrows don't meet in the middle then. Uh, well, you've caught him off guard. You know, you, you opened the uh, opened the door, and you did you go in at all, Tug? Did you, you yeah, I like, took I took a step or two inside to show them that yeah. I can cross the threshold without. Yep. So he he gets a look at you guys all just standing there, and he's like, "What are you doing? You can't. Were you walking just just walking into my house?" Well, sorry, we're I mean, sorry to disturb you, Mister Kuzra, but uh, you. S seem to be one of the more well-informed uh, people in this community uh, considering some of its more peculiar features and uh, as uh, my friend here said we're uh, well we're students of uh, folklore and uh, and deeper things and we'd, we'd, well, we'd hope to learn what you know 
We've been speaking to uh, Mrs. Cratchit down the road. Uh, we knew we knew her uh, husband mildly, and uh, we're sort of investigating what happened to him. And uh, she told us that uh, you and him were friends. You told him lots of stories. We we're folklorists. We collect a lot of stories. We were wondering if you would share some of them with us. You, you are saying some of the right things that he wants to hear. So there's a certain element of, you know, he's pausing long enough to hear you out. He's kind of looking in his living room, like off to the side a little bit as you're talking, like he keeps glancing over and he's looking at you and then he glances over and like he's listening to what you're saying. Uh, I'm going to ask you to make a roll anyway. I just am curious what you think you would get. So why don't all of you roll whatever your best skill is for whether it be fast talk or persuade. Uh, is charm I'm, acceptable? Yeah, that's fine too. I just want to get a... Jasper 96. Ooh, Jasper. I talk uh, so fast that he can't understand me. <laughs> Can I spend three points of luck? Yeah. I'd, I'd like to spend four. So that means you each got to fail? Can I spend well, 33 points? Yeah, no. I failed by four points. So okay. is it acceptable um, to spend? Let me, let me hear what Danny got. I failed. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, it the all sounded th- good in your head anyway. The only thing I passed was my sanity. <laughs> Well, if what we said sounded good to you, can we get a bonus die? Because we actually said the right things. <laughs> He'll tell Here's us what, what, he, what we're going to do. Here's what I'll do. If you guys are willing to spend, Tug and Jerry, if you're willing to spend your points of luck just to get you to that pass, yep. I'll, let, I'll let you go with that. All right. Okay. I want to do that. Yes. I spend four points. I so, show my hands. No pentagrams or anything on them. <laughs> okay. I'm not a vamp I'm not a werewolf either. No hairy uh, palms. <laughs> well, I might have that because of other reasons. He's still very much on edge. Okay. There's uh you know, you, you that certainly wasn't the best of roles. So you're gonna have to be careful. That's all I'm just gonna say. I'm I'm, I'm warning you. <laughs> um so he's he's paused. He's kinda like, so what do you want? Just to talk, just to hear some of your stories. We're trying to piece together some very strange stuff that's going on. Is that dog gonna bite me? Not rags. Oh no, no, he's he's a good he's a good boy. Danny says, We hear there's some strange things in these them their parts, in these mountains. <laughs> he, he's not from around here. <laughs> uh by the way, just because I'm bad at doing accents, it's certainly no uh, secret that he's got a heavy accent. Um, if anybody wants to do a knowledge roll, I might be able to give you more information on that. Um, yeah, what kind of knowledge roll? Extreme. Uh, 18, that'll work. But, sorry, what's the knowledge roll? Is that just straight uh, into- Ninety-eight. Um, Ninety-eight. Education. Ninety-eight. I'm able to tell that he's from somewhere in America. 
all your bad rolls out at the beginning. Uh, right? I got a zero age, uh, so that's a extreme success on the education check. Okay, perfect. Uh, so those that passed, you pick up that uh, it's probably. Uh, See so, you now, I'm gonna. I'm getting caught off guard. Middle uh, Eastern. What'd you say? Uh, hold on. Middle Eastern. I'm gonna ask Mick in, in chat. Uh, I'm gonna make up something really ridiculous. <laughs> make me sound even more like an idiot. It's Hindi Egyptian. <laughs> He's got an accent. Sounds kind of like he's from Idaho. Well, if that's the case, I don't give him them the, these their parts and all that. I try and speak clearly. Yeah, no, that was, it was a good idea though. It still might work. But I'm going to have. I mean, there's so much superstition here. Danny's definitely going to say, you know, there's strange going on. You know, strange going ons. Okay. You get an accent. It sounds like he's somewhere between Mexico and China. Oh. With an with a zero eight. Jasper's okay. thick. Good Eastern European. I was going to say that, but ah, I can't Slug. Middle Eastern. Right. That I meant. Right. Um. So yeah, he's he's definitely got like you know that foreign accent. So he uh, sounds like Dracula when he talks. Yes. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Ah, the children of the night. Yeah, yeah. What the horrible bloody noise they make. <laughs> he was Hungarian, though. Yeah. Bella, Bella oh, Lugosi. Um, so with, can... a, with a 08, what I can tell is that he's from somewhere in Eastern Europe? Yeah, that's, that's that. Yeah. Somewhere near Bulgaria. So, uh, uh, and um, and as uh, as well informed as you uh, clearly are, considering the uh, strange character of the uh, local area, uh, well, the uh, story of how you uh, uh, came to uh, reside here from uh, from Eastern Europe must be a story in itself. He looks to Danny and he says, he kind of like nods his head. This one talks funny. Well, I'm not from around here either. I'm, uh, I'm from uh, Cairo, Illinois. It's uh, right in the Midwest of the country. Illinois, okay. Mr. Southern, Southern Illinois. Southern, ah, oh, there's a difference. Mr. Kosra, we came here a number of weeks ago simply as folklore students, and since then we have seen so many very strange things. We've seen little animals living in the woods that we can't explain. We've seen things that look like demons living in basements. We've we've seen giant insect things in the. Uh, when you spot. say that, he drags his the heel of his boot, his shoe, across the ground. I mean, you're indoors. He drives the heel of his shoe across the ground makes like a, a circle on the floor with his boot and he spits in it. And he just looks at you like, go on. Can we Danny spits in it. that's about? Can oh. I, I'm gonna back away from it. Do, so I, do, uh, do, do I even need to make an occult roll to know what that's about, Jeff? Or is it like, 
uh, pretty obvious what it's about. Uh, I'll leave that up to you. What you think your character? Well, like, like Tug knew the. Yeah, I I think I I know. Okay. Um, we think that people have disappeared. People have murdered. Something's wrong with the children in the town. And we're trying to get to the bottom of it. And not to mention that, uh, well, in the in the basement, Tug mentioned, uh, well, weeks after the things we saw, there's uh, inverted uh, occult signs painted on the wall. So obviously, someone else hereabouts uh, knows something about what's going on and uh, wants to either encourage it or profit from it or both. I certainly have reason to believe that you're on the side of good, and I look at the cross on the door. And I say, we are too, but we don't have any, any answers. We want to know where to, what to, where to go, what to do about this, how to stop whatever's going on here. Tug, I'm going to give you, this is going to happen very quickly. So try to, try to give me an answer as soon as you can without really pondering Oops. it. Just as you finish speaking to him like that, he starts to walk right up close to you, like right up into your personal space. Okay. And he starts to reach his hands up like this. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to read. I'm, I'm just going to stand still. Okay. He rather gruffly puts one hand on your shoulder, puts his other hand on the side of your head and kind of like moves your head. And then he looks at your neck. And then he, you know, checks it out and he mows to whoever's standing in line next. I'll say, Jerry, you can talk yeah. to him and Danny. And yeah. eventually he ends up going to Jasper, although he's a little more gentle with Jasper because he's afraid of that dog sitting right next to him. What, what, what were you looking for? Just checking. For vampire bats? Um we wouldn't have been able to get in the door. He says something in a language that you don't know. And he makes a sign in the air at you. Okay. Pardon my poor pronunciation. I'm sure you uh, have more accurate terms for such things, but uh, I know a bit of the relevant law. And as far as I know, we haven't been victimized by well, at least not by that. We were attacked by flying creatures, but they weren't vampires. But I think that we have encountered some of the vampire stuff going on here because of the, the, the sheriff's daughter, was it? Or sister? Sister, yeah. Sister. The, the sheriff's sister. We know about that. Perhaps the most extraordinary thing, in my opinion, is that, uh, as far as I can recall, literally every monstrous thing we've seen here that we've shot with standard bullets seems to be injured by them. So that is astonishing, but accurate. Uh, and they are... Well, the demonic things were the most recognizable of the lot of them. You must have seen 
some very strange things here yourself. He... He's starting to rock kind of like like a nervous rock, twitchy almost. Um, he's still listening intently to what you're saying, but he's yeah. he's like We we need your help, sir. We need your help. To do what? To have well, the right information what's going to, on. to fight what's going on here. You wanna fight? You wanna fight these things? You're gonna lose. We want to know what they are, where they are. They're already they've already attacked us once. The giant bug things. Um he's mumbling some words under his breath. Tug, can you do a lesson roll? Mm-hmm. 29. What's my listen? 20. Can I spend nine points of luck? <laughs> Let's let Danny and right. Jerry roll. Wait. I'm sorry, what did you want us to roll? Well, listen. listen, but I'm going to ask you for the next uh, level of hard difficulty. So yeah, um, I made it. Yeah. Uh, yes, I got, a, I got a hard. Okay. Uh, you hear he's mumbling words under his breath. Uh, you hear the words Striga and Mori. Um, I'm reasonably confident Jerry should know what those are. Um, okay. I won't make you roll in. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, that doesn't mean I'm going to interrupt him. Okay. Uh. Um, Jasper, you're kind of quiet. Could you do a psychology roll? Okay. Not going to go well because my psychology is very low. Um, Forty-five out of ten. Mm, okay. I think he's mad. Yeah, that's it's a reasonable judgment. He looks mad. He sounds mad. He's foreign. It quacks like a duck. It walks like a duck. It's nineteen thirty. I mean, he's he's not American. <laughs> so I, I think Quail Tug's speaking as well. I'm kind of scanning around the room to see if there's anything on the shelves or whatever that could just help make a connection with the guy, you know. It's rather messy. Mm -hmm. At almost every, well, in the living room, there's like the one chair that's set up, and next to it, there's like three ashtrays. Um, lots of cigarette butts just laying around. Um, he's certainly not a housekeeper. He doesn't keep the house, keep the house very clean. Um, you did notice the flowers in the windowsill. Um, but other than that, nothing else necessarily jumps out at you. Uh, okay. Is he still speaking in his foreign tongue and rocking back and forth? Yeah, it's, it's just a mutter. Uh, and then, so he, he's like, Tug, well, what do you, I'm still not sure what you want me to do. What's... Tell us some stories. We, we want to know, I, I see, uh, was it Esmeralda, Esmeralda Cratchit? 
Uh, you're very, very close. Let me see if I can just find it real quick. Uh, M, oh, I can't say it. Amelda. E-M-E-L-D-A. Amelda. Uh, Amelda Cratchit. Tell you the whole story. Amelda Cratchit told us that she believed her husband was killed because he got too close to finding something, and that that he was inspired by some of the stories you told. Now we we have gotten involved in this. Some of the students that. Uh, that were involved in it uh, this last year, that this year, um, we have reason to believe they were taken over by some of those bug creatures. And we stopped them. They were at the university that we stopped them from doing what they were doing. We came back here. His, his eyebrows raised at like learning that you stopped them. Like he's impressed. Yeah, we came back here because we believe that they have that they're here somewhere and we want to continue to find out what they are and find a way to stop them and we're willing to risk well we're willing to risk our lives to at least stop them because we think that what they're doing is evil and we already have risked our lives, that is. And uh, we were attacked last night. And uh, quite frankly, we don't know who else here can be uh, trusted to share everything with and will tell us what uh, they know of what is going on. It seems that uh, just about anyone could be uh, under their thrall, whatever they are, uh, demons or worse. I but, look at uh, I look him square in the eyes and I say, and we're obviously brave, perhaps foolhardy, but you beat him to the punchline. So we were hoping you could uh, help us overcome at least uh, some of the fool part, hopefully uh, leaving some of the hardy. Knowledge is power. He walks into his living room slash parlor there um it's pretty sparse but there's like a bench there a wooden bench and he just pushes everything that's on the bench off onto the floor and he says sit down all right so we sit um you understand that if i tell you anything well i don't know maybe it's too late already yeah i miss my friend my buddy jethro uh I miss seeing him come around anymore and we used to hang out and talk and trade stories and um, I miss that. And he gets a little distracted as looking off. He says, but you, you know, if you guys, you gotta be careful. You, you can't just be walking around up to people and starting to just blab out everything you know to them. I mean, these, these things have gotten people killed. You're talking to the wrong people. That's what I think happened to Jethro. I think he just got messed up with the wrong people. Those college students, and he looks all at you, like you, 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 and you. You know, I I think they just blabbed it too much, and I think it might have cost Jethro's life. 
Well, believe it or not, we've been really careful up until now. I can see that you're a trustworthy man. And once again, I look back towards the door where his cross is. I say, we haven't encountered that in the town. We've, we've kept our mouth shut. We're also not here to collect stories, uh, mistake them for uh, local folklore, and uh, go try to publish them in some uh, pointless university book. We're here because we really want to know what's happening, and we are quite determined to survive it, if possible. But as Stoke said, we're willing to risk ourselves, if necessary. I'd also like to know, if possible, who do you trust in the town? Who do you think is safe? None of them? Jethro. Jethro. Maybe his wife, but I don't, she don't, she doesn't come around here anymore. Um, well, so, all right, so he looks like he's fighting internally with the voices in his head about how much to reveal with you guys, to, to you guys. Um, but he says, you probably know a lot of this already. Uh, it's, it's the woods, right? The woods are dangerous. Yes. Evil spirits in these woods. If you go trampsing around, going to where you're not sure where you're gone, it'll be the end of you. I'm, I'm just going to sit there nodding. Nodding off. <laughs> no, well, nodding, nodding at him. I'm not sure whether he likes what he's being a bit funny with my dog. So, so I'm being a bit funny with him. Okay. Uh, so like nodding in agreement. Yes. Um, we can confirm that. We've, there was a, a young woman, uh, uh, mentally slow, who wandered off into the woods. We actually found her. She'd been tied up by a couple of demons in a basement, and we, uh, we... Well, we don't know that they're what tied her. Whatever. That's, I'm just telling you the story as we've seen it. And uh, we, we freed her and brought her back and ended up killing, or at least fighting off two of those demon things, whatever they were. You notice that every time you say the word demons, he kind of like cringes and grabs his shirt. Yeah. Um... He says, it's just, I don't doubt you. I don't think, you know, people call me crazy. People call me mad. You guys are some of the first guys I've met around here besides Jethro who are speaking my language. Well, two weeks ago, we would have thought that as well, but we've seen things now. And we need to know what's there so that we don't get killed. So at this point, uh, Jerry, he says the two words out loud, and he just says, to, you know, to, to everybody. Uh, what did I say? Striga and Striga and Mori. Mori. And he looks at looks at you like waiting for that to like like you know what it already means. I nod. Uh, I don't know what a Mori is. He looks to you, Jerry. Do you want to tell him? You're speaking of uh, dark fates, 
things that bring death. I know uh, the Striga. Or I know what it means. I don't know any personally, or maybe I do, but well, the things we've seen, only the ones with horns reminded us of uh, any lore I know. The uh, One of the things I saw, I wouldn't be able to describe it, and I wish I didn't remember it. These bugs, well, they fly like some of the things you uh, you mention, but <laughs> they do a lot more than just fly. So he, kind of, he sees the confusion on Tug's face, and he says, Striga are witches, and Mori are vampires. Ah, okay. Uh, both of which are children of the devil himself. And he looks around, like, over his shoulder, like, make sure nobody's listening. Why are they here? Do they have, uh, did someone conjure them? Are there... Does some witch cult uh, flourish in this place? Yes. Uh, and it's, I've been fighting with them since I moved here, really. Um, I think it's going on 11 years now. Uh, Is Agnes Bellwether one of them? No. No, she's just a nice old lady. Do you know who any of them are? Uh, <laughs> he's pausing. Like he's he's not sure he wants to tell you. Um, he's afraid himself who to trust. Um, I think Danny would maybe to try and coax him about tell him about the children's rhyme or song and how the some of the children are obviously under the influence of this thing. So he says, Well, speaking of the children, that's maybe one of the creepiest things about this whole thing. Uh, approximately once a month in those woods out there behind my farm field there. I hear them laughing and screaming. Uh, it's just a god off the sound. I don't what know time, what, doing. I what don't time know. of the month is it? Uh, it's usually around the same time of month. Usually around the um, when the moon don't shine. The dark of the moon. That certainly figures. And uh, about two years ago, I believe the devil himself came here and killed two of my cows. I've seen his hoof prints out there. Hoof prints? Out in the mud. Well, those things with horns in the basement that we shot, they had hooves. And he looks at you like with one crazy one eye open, one half closed. And he says, uh, in the basement. Well, they had that girl tied up. I was assuming that it's the cultist that tied her, probably some kind of sacrificial offering, I suppose. How big were they? I show him about how big they were. 
I beat the shit out of one of them. And I shot their brains out. Yeah. Um, he just shakes his head and says, I pray to the good Lord you don't run into what i seen. And he holds his hands up. And I'm looking at my screen. My hands can't go wide enough, so he holds his hands out like this. Says, These are about the size of the hook prints I saw. Wow. My God. Well, have, what, how, how big would, would something have to be to make? It'd be monstrous. I think we're all standing with our mouths a little bit open. <laughs> Did you see it? The it's creature? not the only orifice that's open at the moment. I can tell you that. Never seen him. Heard him. God awful. Uh, more than one? Uh, yeah, I think I would say yeah. What did it sound like? It's It's just a horrible bellowing. Like, imagine about, if you lined up about five cows and just sat there and tortured them all at the same time. Kind of it sounds like that screaming, yelling, howling. God. When did this happen? It was about two years ago. I lost a lot of money with that. I have one cow out there now and so far so good, but I'm worried. It's kind of unusual, Jeff, but can I do a Cthulhu Mythos roll to see if ever I've run into anything that might give me a hint? Um, okay. okay. So, all right, wait, before you roll, uh, could I ask, is there anything specific you're looking for or you're just looking for an impression? I think, well, outside of the game, I'm pretty sure I can guess. But okay. inside the game, the most that I would get was some reference in a book at Miskatonic during one of my classes to maybe a giant goat or some reference to a goat. Okay. Go ahead. I got an 04. Wow. Okay. That was just pure luck. But I'll show it to you just to make sure you can. <laughs> it's all gonna fall off of <laughs> the last second. Uh, yeah. So, so how I'm, do you... like, I'm like something about a goat, a goat in the woods. Well, that sounds like Pan. Oh, the Jersey Devil didn't have the head of a no, goat. This is this is some sort of dark nature spirit. Think, but I, I can't remember. It's something Still I read. Back in that sounds time. like Pan. Maybe the, I mean, the goat of Mendez, the devil himself. Maybe. Uh, wrong file. Talk, I'm going to say, I'm going to be a little bit harsher on you. I'm going to say that that Cthulhu mythos, it was successful, but I'm going to say that took something out of you. So for that, sanity. yeah, I'm going to say a sanity roll. You know what? I'm, no, I'm not even going to let you roll. I'm just going to say two points, Sandy Boss. Um, and it's sort of like, you know, he's talking, you're thinking about it, 
and you, you know, you're thinking about, well, where did I see this before? And it sounds familiar. So in that split moment, you kind of like have this vision. Um, so it's not so much more of like how you're describing it, like you read it in a book somewhere. It's more like an actual vision that comes into your consciousness. Some nightmarish sort of thing that I... Yeah. Also, the very fact that something I read back in university, now he's talking about it like it's real. Yeah, yeah. And all the shit we've seen. Yeah, I can see that too. I've taken a... I'm taking a point as well, our old sanity there, because the whole thing has just now arrived. And obviously we've been attacked by creatures and all that, but he's really describing something even more sinister happening in his backyard almost, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I um, and now he's describing something that's massive, you know? Yeah, some horrible rotting onion where every layer is, is worse than the last. Have you ever seen any of the witches themselves, Mr. Kozer? Nope, can't say so ever seen them. I just hear them. Aside from the... Uh... Just so you know, you know, maybe you guys are braver than I am. I don't want anything to do with them. You know, when I hear stuff like that going on, I lock all the doors, I lock the windows. I get on my hands and knees and I start praying. And what, 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 what about your, your, your folks? I mean, um, have, there, have there always been tales of this sort of thing going on down here? Or is, uh, there, or is there a time when it started? Did you say my folks? Did you? Yeah. I mean, did his folks tell stories of things like this? Or, or, or was there a time when it... it remembers it sort of starting uh so just to be clear uh he's probably from eastern european right so his folks would have also been from so his folks actually didn't come over with him Uh, any stories uh, i'm I'm just i'm just trying to to see whether he's putting it in the context of his folklore okay or whether it's something he's encountered over here okay gotcha um I didn't phrase that very well. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I see where you're going now. So he will, um, yeah, it's very much an issue of growing up, he was told folklore stories. And then when he arrived here and he witnessed it firsthand, he, he's not going to go to the library and look this stuff up, right? So he's going to relay it to what he was been told as, as a child right? and put it in those terms. He's read the Bible. He's putting it in terms that he understands. So I, I think don't, I just don't see why why you'd stay here if all that's going on. I mean, well, because you can't escape the devil; he's everywhere. So it wouldn't running away wouldn't make any difference. Hiding in your house behind a cross. But, but you did. But you did say, Mister, because of the uh, it's uh, something about the woods in the area. What uh, what brought you here? to begin with well I'm a farmer and I arrived in uh, New York City and after a few couple rough years there I heard people talking about Cobb's Corner and how it was pretty much the uh, cornucopia that you know it's uh, people do well when they farm here so when I heard that that's that's why I came here and it's true uh, do you uh, do you reckon that the witches have some kind of some kind of pact for uh, fertility of the land or something like that? 
the only thing I can guess, I don't try, I try not to ask too many questions. I don't really want to know. Know that uh, we're still young men. So we're a little less willing to sit back and let the witches and the vampires and the bug creatures and the demons take over the neighborhoods. So we want to try and stop them. Maybe we'll fail, but we have to try. Well, why don't you look at our necks? Would you tell us that? I don't know who you are. You come in out of nowhere. You start laying all these weird stories on me, and I don't know who to trust. I don't trust anybody. I wanted to see if you were marked in some way. Marked? I'm sorry, man. Go ahead. You know, maybe like if you were bit or had teeth marks or had some sort of witch's mark on your neck or. What? What sort of mark? I mean, you were looking for vampire marks? Vampires or witches. Strigo Mori. Okay. Would you consider the uh, inverted star to be the mark of a Strigo? If you found it painted somewhere, perhaps? He's going to say no to that. Hmm. I I don't know what that means. Uh, it is rather esoteric, uh, especially uh, within the circle as we saw it. Uh, I was shocked. Well, the only thing that shocked me more than the, the horrifying things we saw could be uh, shot dead with bullets is that uh, whatever cult flourishes in this town is uh, disturbingly well informed about diabolical things. I have no doubt of your of the literalness of your description of them being able to summon something quite horrifying. You um, have you ever heard anything else strange other than their cackling monthly? Uh, nothing. No, not really. I mean, I pretty much. I think I shared with you. Well, he's pausing and hesitating, and then he, he like he looks like he's getting ready to tell you something. And then he just shakes his head. Please, Mister Kozra. Anything you can tell us that can warn us, or keep us safe from something that's out there. Well, how how badly do you want this? You 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 want to know? Absolutely. Yes, we do. Well, I can tell you if you go to the back of my farmland, in the back corner, northeast corner, backs up along those woods lines. There's a small, I don't, it's not even really a path, but you probably wouldn't be able to see it okay. It's almost like a deer trail. It's, it's just a skinny little footpath. You follow that for about maybe 
10 minutes, not that far. You'll, you'll come to what I believe is unholy ground. If you want to check that out, I'm not going to stop you, but I'm going to seriously caution you against it. Do you think that's where they hold the ceremonies? That's where I hear most of the sounds coming from. Well, being college students and not being prepared for any of this when we got here, is there anything you could lend us for the time being to give us some protection when we get there? Got your crosses? Unfortunately, no. He just shakes his head. Door doors. Sir, um, these sounds you hear, do you hear um, voices like a sort of buzzing voice? Sometimes. Really uh, makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up when you hear that. Yeah, like a kind of weird buzzing, like almost like a machine talking. Mm -hmm. And is that the same? Wish you hadn't. The same. That. The same time of the month, at the dark of the moon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. <clears throat> um. What um. What time of the month is it now, in terms of um, phase of the moon? <laughs> Given that we did spend last night mainly looking up at the sky. Yeah. Yeah, last night, when you were looking up, there was just a little sliver of moon sticking out. <laughs> we're almost at the dark of the moon. Oh, bugger. <laughs> Let's get the weapons, boys. If you come back in a fortnight, maybe. Have a look at it then. What, what time of day is it now, by the way? I'll say it's um, mid-afternoon, 3.30. Well, we I'm just probably walk out to that part of his property in five minutes, right? Yeah. He, said, well, he, said, he said 10 minutes down the footpath, so uh, I'd rather have a look at it now in daylight. Oh, pardon me. Yeah, let's well, go for the hike. Well, Mr. Kuzma, thank you for... Uh, Trusting us with uh, with what you know, and uh, well, you're a brave man yourself to uh, remain living here for over a decade uh, with this happening every month, uh, nigh onto your backyard. But uh, clearly, you are a man of strong faith and strong conviction. I uh, shake his hand in a very friendly manner, my uh, with both hands. And I say, is there anything that we can bring you out here? Me? No. no I'm, I'm a simple man. I'm happy here by myself. He says, hold on one second. And he walks into the back, probably the kitchen. Uh, and he comes back, and he's holding out a cross. He says, I only have one. I mean, which is not true. You can see there's like crosses all around, but it's like he only has one that he's willing to give away. Spare. 
Uh, I could spit a grenade. Sorry, what was that, Dan? I could spit a grenade for him if he wants one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll take the cross. Okay. I don't want to hand it to Jerry because he might burst into flames. He <laughs> 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 would turn into or a Danny bottle of tea. That matter with his spewing magic out of his <laughs> mouth. I was just a bad smoker's cough. <laughs> Do me a favor, Tom. Uh, mark it on your sheet, too. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, what did that start? look like, Jeff? Is it just like a wooden cross? or? Yeah, really, really simple and, you know, crude looking. Um, All right. He uh, shakes your hand. He kind of like, it's probably the last time I'm going to see you guys. So be careful. Good luck. Um, don't let any strangers into your house don't take any wooden nickels do they ever have wooden nickels <laughs> yeah those those wooden Indians <laughs> don't take right. any wooden Indians so just to confirm that direction and we'll head out in that direction if that's okay, okay. I'd say that's probably the most, as we're leaving, I'm saying to the other guys, I think that's the most information we've got out of anybody so far. And at least we've found a site where stuff's going on. The Migo are obviously coming here. I think that we've got something to try to research. I've got to try to find any passage referring to goat. Well, there must be uh, any number of descriptions of the Sabbat feature in a goat. It's, it's different. It's not just like the whole, um, what's the what's the horned god? Well, Pan. you said Pan. But uh, the, other the other one. Baphomet. Well, that is a most esoteric reference and uh, can be interpreted in a quite a number of different ways. I'm just checking. You guys did leave his house, right? Yeah, yeah we're, yeah, we're walking we're back. Across mm -hmm. to make sure you're not having this devil worship talk in front of him. <laughs> the, I, I, to me, uh, why would why would some alien race be involved in the primitive superstitions of a witch cult to begin with? Unless they're using it for, well, unless they've been here for most of our history already, in which case. Well, we might be, well, we might be rats in a, in a maze for those things and they make up religions for us to follow and, and see what we do. Maybe that's what they are. They're scientists from another planet. Well, some of the uh, greatest occultists of our age have uh, insisted that the uh, secret masters are physical living men. They didn't really uh, clarify, apparently, what they meant by men. But Fun guys. <laughs> yes, very entertaining. Um, I, I, uh, I, I am afraid I may be beginning to see the joke. If we find the path, 
I think that we should be very stealthy in case there's something there. Don't you guys? I, I well, let's also try not to disturb the, the ground too much and look like someone has been searching the place. The thing is, um, if we know that they may go probably come here, this could be the ideal place to capture them, for one. So we could right. come back with nets and traps and stuff. What were you hey, uh, Jeff, I just failed a sanity check myself, and I'm assuming I lost two sanity points, considering the implications of Tug's suggestion that all of the lore is basically aliens experimenting yeah, on us. Uh, so yeah, two points for that, I think. Danny, Jasper, and Tug, uh, let's just have a sanity roll after all of that interaction. Okay. Fail. Pass. Uh, I uh, have failed with an 88. Oof. Um, because Take, uh, I one for pass. And not we'll to pass any dice rolls tonight. Wow. Uh, 1d4. 1d4. Don't even have to look at this to know it's going to be a 4. <laughs> Just write it down. 4. 4. <laughs> See? Knew it. That's because Rex is probably like, I ain't going that direction. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Sasquatch lives in that direction. Uh, Jeff, how is Sam taking all this? Is he just stoically walking along like, I, you know, I just watched their back or like... Yeah, Pretty much. You know. he, he's, uh, he's, he's been briefed um, He's seen things himself back at headquarters. He was aware of the testing that they were doing. So he's aware of a lot of this, but also a lot of this is now firsthand knowledge to him. So there is a certain amount of, you can see he's, he's doing his best to look stoic, you know. So you were expecting a Bug men, fungi, maybe uh, fish people. What about uh, ancient Giant. pagan goat gods? Giant goat. You ever hear Mr. Abelard uh, talk about that too? Or witches? He's just like kind of shaking his head like, I never in my entire life heard stories like that before. And I mean, I'm trying to give the old man the benefit of the doubt. I mean, it looks like you all believe him. Judging by your reaction. Uh, about what? The the bugs? Well, about the whole story. I mean, you guys look like you've just seen a ghost. Well, uh, uh, apparently the things we've seen are... You've seen a goat. ...much less probable than... <laughs> <laughs> That's what we don't want to see. Please tell us when we went out into his backyard to follow the trail, there was a goat standing out there looking at us. Absolutely. And it bleated... Giving you that little saying, If I see any great big... Was it a black goat? I'm off. <laughs> Philip. His name is Philip, yes. I believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So do we get to the... the you get trails? to the back. You make your way through his field. It's rough going. It's, it's an old cow pasture, so it's kind of like muddy and uh, torn up and hoof you know, cow prints. Uh, so it's kind of rough hiking through it, tall grass. 
So eventually you get across this long, big, long field, you get out to the back and, you know, it's, it's like, you're kind of like aware of the fact that it's both beautiful out here. It's Vermont, early fall, the leaves are just starting to turn colors. And yet, you know, you're surrounded by this visual beauty, but at the same time, there's something going on here. You get to that back corner of the gate, um, you, um, not gate, uh, fence. You get to the back corner of the fence, and you can see what he's talking about. It's it's like, it's. I mean, to call it a path is being kind, right? It's just like a little footpath, really. What you're saying, we feel like something's wrong even before we go on the footpath? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, wow. it's like, you okay. know, similar to like the mound that you just came from where... Yeah. You didn't hear any birds. You didn't hear. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there, there's that unease. Um, but yeah, you, you, you get to that point and you see what he's talking about with this sort of little path or trail. Um, well, I assume you're gone, right? Any last chance yeah, to come I'm, around? <laughs> yeah, no, we're going. I want to set off. Yeah. Okay. But we're, I think we're being keen eyed, making sure that there's not a bunch of. Yeah satyrs dancing around in a circle up ahead of us well, i'm probably yeah i mean i certainly want to see what there is to see but i also want to on the path to walk carefully if possible okay um so you're making your way through this path it's it's like i said you're you're kind of like walking through briar bushes uh you know the bushes are uh getting in your way you know it's it's kind of rough going but eventually, uh, you know, I'm going to put it to a track roll. So why, why don't could all four of you give me a track roll? Okay. Oh, of course I did. <laughs> uh, 97 is pretty bad, right? Ooh, okay. I'm just going to stop rolling and just say fail. When you <laughs> uh, Wait, they? I'll start rolling. Is it, uh, is it, uh, is it possible to um, push the track roll by being less concerned about stepping carefully? I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I distracted myself with all this gingerness of uh, cautious walking. Uh, How about maybe, that? Maybe that's self-defeating. So can I push the roll and try again if I just stop obsessing about that level of care? Yeah, that makes all sense right. to me. All right, right, can I make a track roll for, for Rex? If you if you fail though, Jerry, you're going to lead us into a death <laughs> trap. Can I spend forty six points of luck? Oof. <laughs> well, I did. Well, I did fail, Jeff. I didn't crit fail, but I did fail the second time. Yeah, the push. All right. Yeah. All right. But eighty six for Rex as well. So I failed that roll as well. Oh, my. I'm oh. not going to buy a lottery ticket today. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> So, you might buy you might buy a farm, but uh, technically, uh, I'd have to spend twelve points of luck. Should I? Well, spend? I'm not going to put you to that. All Can right. we just follow the path? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Can we? Hope for the best. <laughs> I just realized, you know, I was like, what was the track roll to see where the path goes? I'm going to, you know, have Sam come in and save the day, right? So I, I just rolled, I just rolled a double zero. Wow. That's a win for Sam. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's he said it was barely a path, so 
I'll say this. You guys kind of get lost. You know, okay. you, Jerry, you think. I'm you're sure it's this way. Right. You think you are on the trail and you start heading off to the right. Jasper and Tug and Rex, you're kind of heading off to the left because you think you're on the trail. And Danny and Sam are kind of walking down the middle thinking they're on the trail. What are you doing? That is just a space between two trees. That doesn't look any, that's, that's not even a path, let alone a trail. Can we do a luck roll to see if we find it? Well, so here's what I'll do. So I'm just going to have this count against your time. So it's a matter of you guys kind of fan out. You try to uh, trace your steps backwards to pick up the trail again. And then it's just a matter of time until eventually you feel like you now are all on the right trail again. So it's now about maybe 4.30. Um, you get to a certain point in the woods where it looks like there's a clearing up ahead of you. Um, not that big, maybe 20, 30 yards diameter. The sunlight's coming through the treetops pretty clearly. And as you approach, I'm not going to put it to a spot hidden because they're right there. You see a series of about five stones, five feet tall, maybe two two feet, two and a half feet around diameter. Um, and in the middle of the five stones is another stone slab. Do they look like they have anything on them from this distance? Carvings, from smears, stains? From this distance, it's hard to tell. You have to go okay. investigate. Well, I go investigate. Does it okay. feel weird here? Okay. I mean, does it feel weirder than it felt before? Mm. Uh, is a better way of asking that. No, about the same level of weirdness. I, I want to get closer, see if it feels weirder, and see if I can get a better look. Five stones with one in the center. Wouldn't that make your uh, pentagram? I reckon it would. How is how is Rex reacting to this place? Um. You probably know what I'm talking about, or anybody who's had a German Shepherd. His, the hair on the back of his, on his back is straight hackles. up. His hackles, yeah. Hackles. All that, you know, that poofy, when they get all poofy on that. Yes. Does Luck get that, being a short-haired dog? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. All Sherry the way down his back, all the way down. And Sherry, you know more about this than any of us. What, what well, I know that I wasn't expecting to see standing stones in Vermont. Of course, uh, they could have been put up by descendants of uh, some uh, continental witch cult. But uh, perhaps, uh, perhaps if uh, these traditions have all been scripted by uh, things from uh, beyond Herschel, then. Well, I suppose we shouldn't be too surprised to find anything similar just about anywhere, remote enough. How does it, how does it feel getting closer, Jeff? Is it weird? Er? Maybe it's your imagination, but it feels weird. It feels okay. weird. Okay. You know, it feels um, like there's an electric. Okay. Buzz. Is there anything well, on the rocks? Does, does, does anyone else feel that? What? Uh, sheer terror? Yes, I feel that. <laughs> 
Uh, haven't we had a new superstition for one day, uh, one a month even? No, the, the sense of, well, I don't want to suggest to you what it is. How did the, doesn't the environment feel different somehow? I look over at Jasper and Danny and I say, sheer terror? I think that's where I am right now. <sighs> Never mind. Is there anything on the rocks? Yeah, you're getting up close yeah. now to Messi. Yeah. 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 Um, Jasper, uh, Rex absolutely refuses to go near the stones. Um, I'm going to, as, as a good dog owner, I'm going to take that as an indication that I should stay back with the dog. Okay. Yeah, at this point I'm with Tug, I'm only, uh, well, mainly interested in, is there anything of visual significance on the stones, carvings, okay. weird stains, <laughs> anything like that. Danny's taking his gun out and he's checking out the middle stone, I think. Okay, let's, yeah, let's do that. Danny, uh, you're checking the middle stone. Jerry, you're looking at the outside stones? Whichever stone was closest to me first. I mean, I'm planning to check them all out, but I'd okay. certainly start with the outside. I wouldn't go all straight right. to the inside. And Tug, what, what are you looking at? Just One of the outside stones. Okay. I might actually go up and touch it just to make okay. sure it's a rock. All right. Because I'm crazy. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> um, the stones are, I mean, it's kind of weird. They appear to be very old. I know that's a weird, um, meaning, you know, they're not clean, right? They're weathered. They're rounded edges. Um, you know, they, they've, they've been How here for a very long time. How they're big? They're about five feet tall okay. and roughly about two, two and a half feet around. So they're rounded? Generally, the base is them around it, and then as it goes up, it gets more just organic. Okay. Um, there are definitely some strange symbols carved into them. Well. Uh, Danny, do you see the, the uh, slab of stone in the middle? There are definitely dark stains uh, all over it. Yeah, let the guys know. Do yep. we have anything we can copy down? We probably have some sort of notebook since we we probably take notes when people tell us stories. Can we copy the yeah. symbols onto onto a piece of paper? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop being such a nice GM. Yeah. Did anybody write down a notebook on their character sheet? We are students. Wallet, notebook, pencil. Wait, right. do you mean? Do you mean the char original character sheet or uh, a specific list of what we took with us on this trip? Yeah, like whatever you are. <laughs> it does say it right there on his. All right. Yep. That, that answers oh. the question. Turn, uh, turns, turns out Tugga had climbing equipment after all. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jeff, this is, I think, um, the first time you all are realizing how to do is there a uh, chance of recognizing the symbols? Okay. Um, of course, I'll have to throw my notebook and pencil over to them because the dog won't let me go anywhere near it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jerry and Tug, since you're kind of standing there, 
tell me, I'm going to let you do one or the other. Do you want to do an occult role or do you want to do a mythos role? Um, I'll do an occult roll. And I will also do an occult roll. Okay. Yeah. 29 out of 50. Uh, I need to know the level. Is that a... Oh, wait, 29. So that's a regular. And, uh, yeah, it's a regular. And I got a... Uh, uh, extreme success. Okay. 11 out of 47. All right, nice. Um, so, Tug, you, they kind of look familiar, but you can't really place it. I've um, seen them in books. Maybe. Yeah. But, Jerry, you, it strikes your memory. You are convinced that these symbols relate to a fertility god. Um, it's a wiener. And a <laughs> is it like, a, is it like an out, like words, like in an alphabet, or are these just pictograms that have symbolic meaning? Yeah, just uh, symbolic pictograms. Do um, they have any cultural origin? That's no, not really. Um, the only other thing I'll say to it in relation to that is that they also um, you could you could make an easy connection or tie to uh, being related to agriculture. Okay, are they carved right into the stone? Yes. Or yeah. Well, these are they're fairly simple pictographs. They they don't spill anything out they're all symbolic this is a it's a seems to be what we expected it's a fertility cult and uh, considering what danny found on the central stone i think it's fairly obvious how it's practiced can i ask you jeff in the center stone is it more like a table or just a big stone in the ground yeah it's kind of a table like a flat broad table. I'm going to root, root about underneath it in case okay. anything has been discarded or left or dropped or anything like that. Um, okay, yeah. So it is just a slab, so it's not like a table with okay. legs. So yeah. Right. Okay. But you can still look around. Yeah. So I'm actually doing a spot hidden. Yes. Um, is it a, a regular or a hard? It is uh, hard, at least. Oh. Okay. Extreme. Um, oh, nice. No, no hard. Sorry. Hard. You um, you're sort of like just standing there looking around. Um, you think you're seeing little splatters here and there of the old stains. You know, it's like seeped into the dirt around you. Mm. Um. And in the in the dirt, it almost looks like really faint uh, footprints. Uh, lots of them. And with with the uh, the hard level of success, they're kind of small too. So not adult, but human. Yeah, I tell the guys. Well, it's no surprise that children would be involved in the cult from what we know. Jeff, I'm uh, touching the outer stones before I go check out the center. Do they feel different than I'd expect a stone to feel? The temperature, the surface, do, I, do things feel weirder when I touch them? Anything like that? Does his hair stand on end? <laughs> well, yeah, any, any physical reaction? Uh, no, nothing really except maybe they feel warm to the touch. They feel a bit warm. 
I was thinking they'd be cooler. Um, okay, so I go look at the central thing. Is there any, I don't know. Um, how much stains are there? Like, does it, does it look like it's like in the same spot caked with <laughs> like layers and layers of what's probably blood or is it just a spatter here and there? Um, probably the former. Okay. Well, it's uh, just about as well used as uh, Mr. Kozer said. And now that I'm in the center, um, I definitely want to touch the central stone. How does that feel? Uh, kind of the same, a little bit of a warm. But no different from the outer stones, no warmer, no. Well, the sun's beating down on them all day. Well, has it though? How much of a clearing is this? Yeah, this was like you're standing now is in the sunlight. Oh, yeah. The setting oh. sun. Uh, Jasper, can you do a spy hidden? Can indeed. And I have failed. Can you do a second? Oh. Fast. <laughs> Standard fast. All right, I'm gonna come back to you in a second. Um, Tug or Danny, anything in particular? No, it feels very strange here. Okay. I think what's going on is the kids are the ones that come up here mostly. Yeah. I think it's them and you know, the whole uh, story of this whole area being really fruitful farming it's to do with this somehow. But what I can't get my head around is what the Migo have got to do with it. Yeah, because like, didn't the pagans offer sacrifices, like the Romans and stuff? Did yes. Practically uh, every, practically every mm. agricultural society, this seems uh, surprisingly when you, normal. When you, when, you rely, when, you, when you rely on food to survive and you got to appease the gods before. Yeah, like you say, it suddenly became very normal. And these, obviously, Kozra is a Christian, but maybe some of these people have some old pagan ancestral beliefs that they keep doing because they're afraid that they're going to starve to death if their crops. You know, if it, if it weren't for the, if it weren't for the, the if it weren't for that it seems to work for the intended purpose, I would think that your earlier speculation that uh, it was uh, an in, perhaps an invention of the Migo uh, made sense, but uh, sh for what possible reason would they bother to uh, improve the fertility of the soil just to, tr just to traffic with the locals? I, I thought you were getting at that maybe this has nothing to do with anything with the Migo. Well, maybe he heard the buzzing. He heard the buzzing. Yeah, but you know, unless you've heard it, you're not really going to know what why would it, but why would anyone who was here in Cacklin Witches uh, respond with such certainty to a, such a direct question about buzzing metallic voices? Yeah, maybe the, maybe maybe then that the, the Miko are behind it. For all we know, well, they they let these people do this and then they you know, you know there's a the you know there is another explanation that occurs to me and it's no less bizarre than everything else. What if the Miko themselves also engage in magical practices uh, if they are from another planet uh, in our uh, that orbits our star why 
why might they not have traditions like ours? Perhaps it's one of the only ways they can relate to people here. I don't know. That's that's wild speculation as far as, as well, I Well, it's a lot more likely than vampires, but it's just as likely that you're right and that they're somehow in control of the whole thing. But I still can't see what their motive would be. Uh, we, we know that they can open doors to other places, other realms. If, if the Migo are mining stuff out of the ground and they don't want people around, they might somehow spread rumors. I still think that there is a, there is somebody in town who's in league with them. Maybe the Migos, well, you know, uh, farming, farmers want things to come up out of the ground. Maybe the Migo uh, want uh, the same kind of help, but for a different purpose. The local people get crops. Maybe the Migo get what they want, whatever it is. Well, we could always come back in the middle of the night, what, tonight or tomorrow during the new moon? Well, I reckon we should. Uh, although I can't imagine that the uh, that any uh, secretive generational witch cult is going to welcome anthropologists. I think we might need the B team around as well, because if he's describing things thumping around and screaming well, out... You know, well, we know, we know they can be... We know at least the... Uh, <laughs> junior goat men can be shot dead but Danny are you really suggesting that uh, what we request is uh, mercenary support in gunning down uh, pagan children and no, I'm going, and whatever they summon I'm going by the the guy's description of some huge creature you know the, well it eats cows not people so far I mean yeah. it's not you know that that's the part that seems a little far-fetched giant goats well animal sacrifice isn't far-fetched uh, perhaps it doesn't eat its worshippers you hmm. know I, I could I could easily believe aliens from another planet way sooner than I could believe giant goat gods yes but we've seen the goat men and the bug men and the fish men Except that we know that the Miko can genetically change things. What if all those are just tricks? In which, in which case, as you said, maybe they're maybe they're deceiving the local uh, these these uh, pagans somehow, keeping them scared. I don't know. Well, they're not too scared to apparently uh, perform uh, either child sacrifice or peer sacrifice or <laughs> whatever whatever and however they're doing it, clearly we're seeing the evidence here. Uh, there can be no doubt that this is a practicing uh, pagan witch cult. They're not just uh, deluded by stage magic. Well, what do you want to do? Do you want to stay here or do you want to go home? Well, you mean uh, camp here for the night? Well, That seems a bit early. Does anybody have an almanac? Uh... Yeah. Jeff would. No, um, I don't smoke. Uh, I didn't bring it with me. Oh, well, then but, it doesn't uh, really good. I don't well, know. Well, I have a, but I have a question. Would it be reasonable that if Jerry already keeps track of the days and hours, uh, as would be typical considering his beliefs and interests, would he know when the new moon was going to be? I mean, can I roll a cult or education? Because Jerry does care. I mean, I think by now it might be. 
if not second nature, something that'd be on his mind. Um, I was pretty much telling you guys with my hint that there was only a teeny tiny sliver. Right. right. Well, the question is, is it like tomorrow night or the night after, basically? It's tonight. Oh, okay. tonight even. Oh, yeah. well, actually, Tugby might be right on time. Uh, although, again, I wouldn't think they'd be uh, particularly pleased to find the interlopers in their sacred stone circle. If we don't, well, I said we're going to hide. We're not going to like stand there in the middle and go, well, what's this all about? <laughs> um, the other problem is, is that if we don't tell people, we need to send Sam back and tell him that we're not captured by the Miko. We need to get some nets yeah. and stuff. Need to get what? Nets and weapons uh, and. I think we should know. just observe. No. I don't think that we should do anything. dark clothing. We'd need dark clothing, and we'd need to leave the dog back at camp. Well, maybe, maybe Sam can take the dog back. Uh, contrary to your speculations, Tugger, I never bothered to make a uh, black robe suitable to an occasion such as this. Uh, but, you uh, want to join them, don't you? <laughs> I don't think so. I want to hide in the trees. That sounds, uh, that sounds like a yeah. fine suggestion. I'm, I'm in full agreement with you, Tug. I think we should observe them in secret, and I don't think we should plan to uh, engage in any uh, firearms just yet. Yeah, that's fine. Certainly no grenades, well, well, we want to be well, we're yeah. armed and uh, well, it's okay. I've got a grenade in each pocket anyway, so yeah. exactly. Uh, regardless of uh, what kind of practices they perform, it's hard to imagine that the uh, village children uh, all have uh, pistols and rifles, so we're probably what about, safe what enough. About the giant goat god thing, though, yeah, how could there is such a thing? I mean, how do you fight a giant goat god if it's whatever it is? Well, this time we have grenades, like Danny said. Hooves are that big. As you uh, say that, Jasper, that's what I was asking you for the spot hidden for earlier. You say that and you look down at the ground, you're standing inside of a depression that's roughly about 26 inches around. Two, two sort of elongated ovals. I am going to point to the ground and say, um, Godzilla. I'm going back to Go the to house. <laughs> Screw you guys. <laughs> I'm going home. Well, you're probably right, Jasper. We wouldn't, you wouldn't want the dog around for this. I don't want me around for this. Look, look at that. That is a giant hoof print. That is remarkable. That is a two-foot hoof print. Jasper, I'm going with you. I'm not sticking around for this. I, I feel like my head's going to explode. You guys want to be eaten by a giant goat? We don't know that the giant goat comes every time. Doesn't matter. I don't want to find out. I, I want to go back with you, Jasper. Yeah, I don't want to be a tasty man carrot for a giant You goat. guys stay and find out for us. All right. Yeah. 
Are you um, up for it, Danny? Here's, here's my notebook. Draw some pictures of it. Uh, we, we, could, we could go back for tea and then come back. I'm feeling hungry anyway. Here, you can have the other half of my sandwich. <laughs> here's my milkshake. You can have that. I'll eat them. Well, come, coming back later is uh, certainly an option. Especially if there's a risk of being discovered, we don't want them to uh, change their plans or call off their ceremony. Do you uh, actually want to come back, Danny? Yeah. I mean, why? Why? I mean, we've got a whole team here. Why not come back with guys, you know, <laughs> stationed at the farm or whatever? Who knows? I don't know what's going to happen. You still want to bring people? You still want to bring enough uh, firepower to uh, kill well, the goat? Well, what if 15 Meagle descend, you know? I don't know. I, I suggest that you guys go about 600 feet into the woods over there, oh, completely away from the path, and then when you start to hear stuff going on, then you slowly sneak in the pitch black woods, close enough to where you can see what's going on. They'll never have any idea that you're out there. Unless they can see in the dark. Yeah. Dum, dum, Why would dum. you say that? Because <laughs> they were flying well, around in the dark last night and they didn't yeah. seem to be bumping into anything. Well, Danny, I'm game if you are. If you uh, if you want to go back and then uh, try and find this place again in the dark while they're already there and follow the sounds of buzzing, cackling, laughing, and whatever sound giant goats make, that's fine. And otherwise, I like Tug's suggestion about it just as well. You're, you're not making it sound very enticing, you know that. <laughs> Jeff, how, how much daylight have we got left before it gets dark? Yeah, Sam's like pointing at his watch like, Come on, guys, we, you know, we're not prepared for this. Maybe we should think about this and uh, come back a little bit more prepared than what we are. What do you consider to be more prepared? More guns or more men or both? Yes. Yes to all. Let's go. Down at the big giant hoof print. Yep. Voice of reason. Let's listen to him. Mutton monster. But then tonight's a night, is it not? The dark night of the soul. Oh well, that would be a shame if we had to miss it. Sam, are you, are you, are you suggesting we organize more to uh, come back later tonight once they've started whatever it is they do? I'm just going to start walking. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with him. All right. Does Sam, Come on, even Sam let's go back to the car. Does Sam even answer me, or does he just walk off? Yeah, they he sees Tug and Jasper turn, and he starts to follow them. Okay, Jerry, I don't think we can do this on our own. Let's head back and get a plan. All right. We can still come out tonight if we want, but we'll need to be careful. Yeah, you do that. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Jasper. <laughs> and I guess we can end it there. Right. That's the last time I shoot a demon for you, bud. <laughs> I'm slowly working my way back down the sanity. Uh, <laughs> thing. Our players included... Oh, that's not you. What did I do wrong here? Jeff Wilkins, 
Our players included Mick Swan, George C., Ken Trench, and myself with Jeff Wilkins as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Pondbeat or iTunes. The costs involved with the shows are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Thank you.